music influences the way we think, act, and move forward. With each and every individual, there exists music that inspires them in significant ways. Today, we're chatting with an individual on the music that drives them forward. I'll be speaking with my twin brother about his love for Inner Speaker, the debut studio album by Tame Impala, the psychedelic music project of Australian multi-instrumentalist Kevin Parker. Please give it a listen if you can. Turn the volume up. It's the sounds that stir. So before we get into the juicy goods of what this album means to you, I just wanted to start off with an easy, basic question. Why that album? You know, why not uh, any of other uh, Tame Impala's work or any other musical projects for that matter? So I I did think about uh, like his most like recent albums or his latest albums like Current and The Slow Rush. But I feel like a lot of people, especially in our generation, kind of are aware and they know about that kind of music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Inner Speaker is definitely an underrated album. Mm-hmm. This um, is the first. Yes, definitely the first. Yeah, it was such an underrated. I feel like it kind of deserves more recognition. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it definitely brings a lot in terms of like the kind of music, like the genre of like the album in whole. Mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, I definitely wanted to bring that to the table uh, instead of the other albums that, you know, most, as I said, most people would know about more. Yeah, true. What is the first album? So you can't expect it to perform just as well as every other album that's followed it. But I mean, when it comes to the music, what's the first thing that really catches your attention? Um, I kind of like the way that he approached the album in a way. Uh, I like how he approached it and kind of brought uh, psychedelic rock as a um, kind of like it was popular in the, like the 60s mm-hmm. i kind of like totally. how he brings elements of like psychedelic mm-hmm. but he kind of brings it in a way to where like it's not something like the beatles or any other popular mm-hmm. bands that might have worked on that kind of genre in right. the past he kind of approaches in a way where it's like it's psychedelic it it's got like the 1960s vibes and the kind of music that we've had uh created in the past mm-hmm. but it's like it's in his way it's like it's in it's specifically a, kevin Weicker's way he brings his own mix into it yeah definitely true um i mean there's what there's a electronic influence on it there's say mm-hmm. like some lo-fi uh mix into it as well definitely Something i know yeah lines. i know that he definitely uh he grew up um when he wrote music he definitely it was like psychedelic obviously that's like his main go to when he's making mm-hmm. the music is okay. definitely based on that he definitely did work on like lo-fi and like electrical kind of music mm-hmm. in a way because of how he creates and how he produces and records his music electrical. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i guess let's just get into the actual songs themselves so i asked dante beforehand to pick a few of the highlights off the album which i i did the same as well just so we are on the same page of what kind of music uh he, um, Kevin Parker presents uh, with an inner speaker. So, uh, Dante, what were your favorite songs, and um, you know how would you rank them? So i i listen I listened to the whole album actually like twice before this, and um, I'd say the ones that really caught my attention or were highlights to me have to be songs like "It Is Not Meant to Be," mm-hmm. "Alter Ego," "Alter Ego." Yep. Um, let's see, there was uh, "Expectation." Mm-hmm. which is definitely like my number one song mm-hmm. uh why won't you make up your mind and then uh yep. definitely a uh, jeremy storm yep 
I also um, was more interested in Alter Ego, Jeremy Storm. Why won't you make up your mind and expectation? And um, how did you, um, how would you rank those? Is there any clear winner um, or any runner up after um, expectation? So yes, expectation is my number one. I'd say a runner up probably has to go. I have to give that to Alter Ego. Alter Ego? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Jeremy Storm, despite the fact that it doesn't have vocals, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that it stands out because of that reason, I think it just appeals to me more. Um, and I probably would follow up with um, expectation. Yes. <laughs> um, what about expectation uh, makes it a highlight in terms of the uh, overall album? So I what really makes it like my number one song uh, comparing to everything. And after, just after listening to the whole album, when I do, what I like about it is that uh, I really mm-hmm. like the instrumentation. I like the way this is just me like as like, you know, I'm a musician, I'm learning in school and stuff, but I really like the way that uh, he kind of goes with like time signature and how he kind of keeps a melody going, even where it sounds like it might be something different in each instrument or so on. So like in the beginning, it's in a six, four time. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. It's like that. But in a way, it also sounds like three, four, where it's just like one, two, three, one, two, three, mm-hmm. where the one is always like the starting point for each like measure mm-hmm. that keep the song going. Um, I really like the way it's like, it's a, let's see, what was it called? It's like polymeter is what it's called. Okay. Polymeter rhythm. I like how that's, uh, how he uses that to his advantage to make the song sound like it's this tempo or it might be a different tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the uh, guitar. I like I like all the instruments, obviously. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, I like the way that he uses like electrical abilities, like with the pedals, with the guitars. I actually watched a live performance of mm. it uh, like two days ago, Neat. and I like how he uses the guitar, but then he kind of plays around with, um, let's see, like the um, the switches and yeah, the switches like on the guitar. I don't remember the names of them, mm-hmm. but then also yeah, like he's got like a bunch of foot pedals. He uses them when he records and when he. Uh, performs live right. i like how he plays with that that's really nice mm-hmm. um it's also really funny because that is my favorite song the the kind of like instrumentation the kind of like melody the theme it sounds like it's kind of like a happy song because it's definitely like a song that i jam out to mm-hmm. i would play drums to that song right it's funny because there's that but then you get to the lyrics and i i like kind of went uh, I kind of focused and looked deep into the, like the lyrics and the idea mm. behind it. And it's funny because like the lyrics, it's like the opposite mm. because it's like about like a relationship and just how there's expectations. And for him as a person, it's like, it's kind of too much sometimes. And it's like, it's too much in a way to where he like, doesn't think he can really continue like a relationship or right. having this one-on-one with someone. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. For me, I think, uh, not to not to dismiss Kevin Parker's vocals on Jer- um on the album, I just think that Jeremy Storm stands out not only because it's an instrumental, but I think it gives more room um and space for the actual instruments to kind of play this sonical story of sorts. Um, when I listen to music, I, a lot of times I would like to imagine some of the stories I could um that would go along with these um songs and kind of the messages that you'd interpret when listening to the music. So I just I think. Jeremy Storm gives you a lot of room to just kind of imagine and get lost in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. that actually, yeah, with like the whole album, 
I I saw some of the reviews and I kind of agree in a way where it's like his vocals and his singing might not be like the highlight, not be the it might not be the thing that like is the big showcase might, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. for the album. But it's also fine because like I feel like in a way the instruments are kind of like they just the complement it. They're kind of like the vocals and the piece. In a way, yeah, yeah. I I think I noticed that too. I think at times the percussion and even just the guitar right. uh, solos, they <laughs> yes. almost were more resonant than uh, Parker's vocals himself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see where you're going with that. It's like a polyphonic uh, kind of like uh, album where it's like you have poly- polyphonic is like where you have one melody or one instrument or vocal, like singer mm-hmm. and so on, that is like the main melody. They kind of mm-hmm. carry the song and everyone else is kind of the background. Yeah. I feel like in a way that's the instruments. I feel like the instruments are kind of the, they're the ones like you should really focus on. Oh, and yeah. his vocals are there, which it is really nice hearing like how he kind of uses uh, like the, the um, equipment and such that he, uh, when mm-hmm. he records and produces to make it so his voice echoes, sustains. He has these things to make it where like, you know, his singing is there and stuff, but it's not really the main thing you should focus on. It's like, yeah. more, it's in this album, it's definitely the instruments. I think I was looking into how the actual songs were produced. Um, and I think something about his music that he likes to um, uh, mix up is the idea of a, uh, utilizing like reverb and delay and I, think, I think fuzz is the term as well yes in uh altering kind of the audio mm-hmm. so i think that might play a part as well into the um the fact that uh that sometimes the instruments are more resonant and are more of a focus than yes. the vocals themselves but yeah i do agree when um when you say that the instruments sometimes are the main focus like the mm-hmm. the, the singer i guess or the you know what you'd be focusing on so yeah because i would say yeah definitely um I'd say when I listened to, when I listened to the album the first time, or when I played drums, I just think about the instruments. I never really oh, actually yeah, yeah. used to think until now about like, oh, the, these vo- the, these verses are really nice. Or like, wow, it's really nice singing. Which mm-hmm. you know, he's a good singer. But just with this album, I just always thought like, wow, the instrumentation. I like the drums, the guitar, bass. I like everything in that. It, that just seemed to like go into my mind more than like the vocals. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to also discuss uh, um, not only the sound, but, you know, kind of the message that comes with the uh, the music since there isn't any clear, uh, concise uh, message behind the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to offer some of the ideas I um, thought of sure. when listening to the music. Yeah. And this doesn't apply to any single song in particular, but it's more of a combination of what I've heard and what I thought of when listening to the music. Uh, some of the themes I could come up with included heartbreak, uh, purpose slash desire, mm-hmm. uh, introspection, clarity, and acceptance. Uh, do any of those make more sense than the others? Let's see. So you said acceptance. What was the first one you said again? Uh, there was heartbreak, heartbreak. purpose mm-hmm. slash desire. I guess like you'd want to, you desire to be something and to do something with yourself. So I definitely agree with the heart the heartbreak, acceptance desire i agree with those things i also said intro uh, introspection i think through a lot of the um songs there's um kind of this focus on i guess on um on you oneself Mm -hmm. um and kind of the choices you make um I guess if you want, if you want to elaborate, I can look at some of the lyrics. So I agree. Yeah, like I yes, oh yeah. As I just mentioned, uh, I definitely agree with the heartbreak, uh, Mm -hmm. desire, and acceptance Mm -hmm. because in Alter Ego, he definitely 
goes over the idea about like acceptance and uh, in a way where it's like being social and like getting to know people and just like, you know, kind of just being like more social and kind of interacting with the world in his case. Because mm-hmm. I remember uh, listening to that song and kind of looking over it. He kind of talks about like the idea of like, of, in a way, like social anxiety and the idea about being accepted based on like your wealth and mm-hmm. how popular uh, social popular status yeah yes definitely he definitely goes over that in that song that i uh when i was checking that song out mm-hmm. there was definitely that um let's see for i guess heartbreak in a way you could say for like you know expectation mm-hmm. because there's definitely definitely um, a struggle and um definitely because a- just the idea of um you know just you want if you want to be with this person you know there's a lot of dedication there's there's commitment. Oh, there's like requirements at almost at times. Yes. Depending on who it is. Mm-hmm. And then for him, it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? Desire. Um, for that, I didn't really notice in any of the songs I was listening to or like the highlights. Did you have any input on um, for that? Maybe I wanted to discuss more on the idea of purpose, desire, and introspection, okay. uh, self-analysis, and all. So I have uh, desire be, desire go. Uh, runway, houses, city, clouds, and then I don't really mind. Mm-hmm. Desire be, desire go, um, is more along those lines of purpose and you know having a feeling more fulfilling. Um, some of the uh, uh the chorus definitely stood out. Um, every day, back and forth. What's it for? What's it for? Back and forth every day. You know, mm-hmm. kind of struggling with that idea of um, self identity and. Um, establishing a sort of a purpose for yourself it stood out i guess when it comes to the lyrics um and then runway houses city clouds um i noticed within um a verse two parker says um and don't remind me of home or i might notice where i am it's true that some things have to change i know that uh, some things have to change a lot something along those lines yeah so that could be more along the idea of acceptance but mm-hmm. also, I think, of understanding where you are in your current situation and, you know, uh, the circumstances that surround you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I, I don't really mind. Again, that's more um, on the lines of acceptance. But I think the idea of um, uh, thinking about uh, shifting in your life and uh, getting to that um, state of mind where you don't mind things is uh, plays along with the idea of uh, understanding um, yourself and where you are and whether or not you would uh like where you are and if you need to make changes so mm-hmm. those stood out at least for the lyrics yeah i guess for me in the lyrics for the stuff i mentioned i guess for let's see for alter ego i guess yeah the what made me think of like the stuff i mentioned was definitely let's see i guess it would be Let's see. Uh, get them to love you while they may, depending on your words and wealth. Yeah. Which you know, it's idea well, what's of on? like, um, that was alter ego. Alter ego. Okay. And then that one was definitely like the anxiety and like mm-hmm. this one was where he talked about the idea of being social, especially with his status. Um, and then, you know, the idea of that like sometimes you know, people really only love you or like you only really are known. Um, when you have like the wealth and you have the status to yeah. be where people like appreciate you more probably. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then uh, with expectation, um, mm-hmm. 
idea of like heartbreak or you know how heartbreak could happen is just mm-hmm. the idea of especially with the chorus especially at the end when he repeats it again and again where it's like fluctuations are aching my soul mm-hmm. expectation is taking its toll oh yeah that's yeah, definitely totally. the idea it's like you know if with all the commitment and things that people expect or you know that mm-hmm. is usually um kind of a on uh usually a thing on relationships struggle. it's like for like especially showing from here like for him it's like if it's a lot and there's expectations, mm-hmm. then you know what really is the really uh, the relationship really a a thing that should be carried on. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it also doesn't even have to apply to a single um sp- uh, explicitly a relationship between uh, you and a person, but also kind of the relationship you have with like your daily life and yeah, the activities. Sure. And also, I guess mm-hmm. now listening to you say that, I think um, kind of the idea of passion and you know. Yes. Um, Having that energy and motivation could also um, play a part into uh, those lyrics and kind of that idea of having these expectations take such a toll on you. Yeah, that's why I said, like, it's just funny that, like, these are my favorite songs. And it's like, while (laughs) you have the music, which sounds Mm -hmm. like it sounds it does sound like positive. It sounds like, you know, something you could hear at a uh, performance. For me, it almost sounds more like relaxing. Yes, it does. Definitely. I'd say definitely. Uh. It is meant to be expectation. That's kind of like more rock hard, like song. That yeah. One you would hear and you, uh, you get all, you, it's like you, that's a song you could definitely get like get crazy over and stuff yeah. if that was like performed. But then obviously, you know, the lyrics, like just the idea, like the lyrics, uh, the most, so much contrast. With sometimes the, the most, yeah. yeah. It's the most existential negative content that mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be hearing with such a, easygoing track i guess instrumental but i kind of have to say i i felt a little differently with um it is not meant to be Mm -hmm. when we were talking about the ideas or like what themes you got from uh, oh all of his uh music and the album in general Mm -hmm. with it is not meant to be that one is kind of it it's different it was different for me where in this song it's about the idea about like being in a relationship but Besides, like, commitment and all those things, like, you know, expectation. I, I think it's um, – sorry to interrupt, but uh, mm-hmm. I think looking at the lyrics, I think it was uh, the more this idea of contradiction yes. and um, yeah. how sometimes uh, being with someone who doesn't exactly, um, like, complement your lifestyle, I guess, or your personality and your who you are, I think that can kind of create a struggle. Yes. Um, I think mm-hmm. when I was reading the lyrics, I almost see it as, like, Two people with two um, extraordinarily different lifestyles. Maybe one who's busy, one who's, uh, I guess, less busy. In a way, yeah. It was like Something just like exactly that. It's like he um, explained how it's like it's about two different personalities, two mm-hmm. different lifestyles where Kevin Parker has the relaxed, he has the more easygoing life. Mm-hmm. And the person that he's fallen in love with or the person he's been with and wants to be with, like, for more of his life is a more business person. They're more busy. They don't take the time to really just enjoy life and just mm. enjoy things that yeah, he yeah. would. That makes more sense. And I said that this is different because this could kind of go in a way the same as like expectation where it's like, okay, this relationship is not really going the way that, you know, a good healthy relationship should. Mm-hmm. But in a way, I kind of think that the, uh, the music, the instruments, that play in this song, I feel like that kind of works with this song because mm-hmm. even though um, they have two different relation, uh, two different personalities, mm-hmm. I kind of took this as a way. It's like 
Well, I guess in the end, you know, not everyone's the same. Not everyone is different. They have their own ways of life, uh, their own lifestyles, yeah, their yeah, own totally. ways of like living, w- doing things, so on. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, this is just a moment where it's like, you know, these people, uh, we're just different. Like, you know, we can maybe still be friends. We can still mm-hmm. like get to know each other. We can still kind of get together. Maybe just in terms of like a relationship, if this was something like, a marriage or something where like they would really want to be together forever that's not that's something that wouldn't really be the case mm-hmm. but it's just like this kind of thing i thought you know people people are different from one another mm. it's like uh it's not something that you can like this is a moment where it's like it can't really get heartbroken it, like, yeah. i'm not saying you can't get but it's like this isn't really like a heartbreaking moment it's more just like contemplation i guess and yes. understanding mm-hmm. that it might not just be working out for more reasons than one. Those Definitely. reasons being uh, along the lines of like lifestyle and what did you seek and what you like want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the music that plays with the vocals and the verses and stuff, I feel like it plays out because it's like, this is a moment. It's like, it's a moment, you know, this won't work out in terms of like a bigger relationship, but bigger like, you know, yeah. it's just like, it's just one of those things. Like people are different. Mm-hmm. We just got to accept that, you know, not, not everyone's going to change. And mm-hmm. I just feel like this is just one of those songs. It's like, it's not supposed to be like totally depressing. Yeah. Maybe it would be if like, in this case, if Kevin, like with this lyrics and stuff, if he, this was a person he really wanted to like, kind of maybe like. He imagined spending the rest of his life with. Yeah. It, I guess it would be heartbreaking. But I, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I just took it as like, a, you know, people are different. It's like, yeah, it's not just like a big, like, uh, depressing like uh sad uh song Mm -hmm. yeah there's a inspection of who the other person is and what they're feeling at the moment so i guess there's there's that sense of understanding so it's not all just doom and gloom right um all right well i guess i wanted to finish this uh segment off uh asking about just a, a critique of the album you know what would you rate it and what do you think works what do you think doesn't work so i guess when rating the album i definitely i'd say i'd give it maybe Let's see. I'd say maybe like an 8.8 out of 10. Okay. And let's see. For reasonings, I really like, um, especially after looking and kind of researching about the album, the work, and like what people, other people thought about it too. I do like, yeah, I really like the idea of um, just the, the psychedelic nature of the album. Mm-hmm. It's really a great, it's a great debut album. Especially when mm-hmm. um, I know I especially looked up and uh, like Kevin said, like this album was the first one. This was like around the time they recorded. Like this was the first time that they had to make something and they had to like release it because they had back, to. Uh, I guess let's see. I guess I'll word it differently as I explained. But uh, like back before they started making albums, like Kevin and like his friends and everyone that helps him like perform and record and practice and such, Mm -hmm. they would just, they take their time. It was just something of like enjoyment where like they could just record and play and just do all that stuff. But this album, they were, by this time they were on the label, uh, let's see, how do you say modular, modular Modular, recordings, I believe something. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. 
but basically like around the time that they were recording this they were on the label they were on a label mm -hmm. and usually labels have like requirements and such yeah so there's more commitment there was more commitment now. like we have to get this done i mean like it can be something we can enjoy but like yeah this was the first time when it's like okay we really gotta we have a time limit so we have to get this album done mm -hmm. so even with that in mind i mean i'm glad i was like really glad of how this uh, whole album was when i listened through the whole thing uh yeah as i said like this is a really great debut album for mm -hmm. tame impala um i don't really have any like critiques in a way for the album mm -hmm. but definitely after listening to the later albums and stuff i feel like there is definitely i wouldn't give it like a perfect because there's definitely room to like kind of expand the idea of like the, yeah. the psychedelic a mm -hmm. genre itself which he definitely what does do, do with it yeah it's, which he definitely does later in the albums mm -hmm. so that's why i wouldn't give it like maybe a nine or obviously a ten because like there's definitely room yeah to build upon what he has already done especially from this album mm -hmm. yeah um before i get into what i thought of the album um when you were uh, explaining how kevin parker and the people he was working with they kind of had this um this objective to make to intentionally make the album um i'm reading here uh that the in um past releases were actually more done for his own enjoyment and there wasn't yep. more of an intention to release a whole project so the um the idea with uh inner speaker was to kind of take the this kind of sound and establishment of like creative um uh direction that he has and actually yeah. put it into a big grand project which is how um how inner speaker came to be yes Oh, I agree with what you um, said in regards to how the album serves as a debut album. I think it's a, you know, very stellar uh, debut album. Um, I gave it, though, an 8 out of 10. While I think it does serve its purpose of providing an audience um, an idea of what his uh, creative direction is mm -hmm. and the kind of sound that he likes to work with, um, I think it works effectively within the um, the entire project um, and then a whole, a whole like listen mm -hmm. through the the eleven songs. Right. Although there is definitely room to expand, and I think for what it's worth, while it doesn't give a complete picture of what you know what Kevin Parker's uh, potential is, I think it serves as um, more of a backbone for the projects that would follow through. Right. Um, which is you know obviously why it's not probably the considered the best album but mm -hmm. it's considered a great album because it helps kind of connect the audience to the future works that he, would, that he would make yes and the idea of expanding beyond just like general psychedelic rock yeah which is why i know i definitely this is the album i would definitely tell people about mm -hmm. in terms of like if they would ever hear of tame Impala, if i ever mentioned it and so on because it's you have all this new stuff and he's definitely, you know, as we've been talking about, like he's definitely like built upon what he started. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people are just missing out on. Yeah, totally. This stuff, uh, especially because I mean, I know there might be arguing like, oh, it just sounds like, you know, 1960s music and stuff. <laughs> it sounds like stuff like Beatles with his vocals. I remember reading something like his vocals kind of stand out to be like kind of similar to like John Legend. Oh yeah, no, I, I, John I, Lennon. John, no, yeah, I, no, I thought the same thing too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel like if you give it a listen, it, you'll, it, there's definitely some difference. Like, there's more to it than just, it's not like a Beatles, like copy, um, mm -hmm. where there's like those bands and stuff where like, you can definitely tell like there's some similarities and such. It's like, you got to listen to it and you'll definitely notice something different than what you've heard before. Mm -hmm. 
Personally, I think the album for me works better just listening. Um, well, I, I guess listening through um, all the way from track one to track 11. Although um, in listening um, the several times I did, uh, I found myself kind of just um, seeing the music as just one big blur of songs. Maybe it's just the sound. Maybe it's just like the electronic lo-fi um, sound, uh, I guess, aesthetic mm -hmm. uh, being put into the mix. But um, when I was working, when I was working on um, assignments and all, I would listen to it in the background. Yep. <laughs> so maybe that was just me not paying full attention to the music. But sometimes it almost seems as if it just like blends together and you just kind of listen to one ongoing project. And some of the songs, I mean, all the songs were decent, but... Mm -hmm. It, there were some clear uh, choices in terms of what was <laughs> what served as a highlight. So um, that you know, that's why I say it probably served, it's better served as like the backbone of like what he would make in the future, rather than just being one grand debut album that's better than everything he's right. put after. So that's just my input. I like what you mentioned about um, the idea of like you listen, you would listen like whatever you were doing, you'd listen to it in the background, mm -hmm. and then you never really thought about like all these kinds of things that he is trying to say and like perform in his uh, music and like what he's trying to kind of portray in his album. Mm -hmm. I kind of uh, like that you mentioned that because, you know, that could like apply to like any music or like just anything we listen, like uh, what I listen to or like VU when studying mm -hmm. or like what we just listen to on the, on the daily. Like if yeah. we just listen in the background and stuff, it's like, you know, it's music, it's there, it's, it's, it sounds good. Um, but sometimes, you know, yeah, if we like really, um, kind of focus and like we uh, focus on like lyrics and we kind of do some research and stuff, we can really get more of an in-depth idea about mm -hmm. what albums are about or like why this music's made, why it sounds this way yeah. and so on. Yeah. But, um, I think despite whether or not I listen to it in one full, um, run or if i just pick out select songs i think i'd still um agree with the idea that um there could definitely be more um put into the music i guess definitely or, uh, mm -hmm. there, there's more room to expand i guess yeah. so but again it's it's a good debut album sets the sets the um pace for everything i followed after yeah so. yeah, yeah that's yeah, definitely my like if yeah just uh like kind of a brief like idea summary of the album it's like it's really good a great start you know, there's just, yeah, there's more room. There's always room for, like, musicians, mm -hmm. whether making albums or compositions. Yeah. Uh, arranging music. There's always room. It's like, you can get that, like, that really good, like, opus or that really good start in, like, creating music. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's always room for improvement. Mm. Um, I guess before we end this segment, I just want to ask, um, should you run into someone who... I guess has that same passion for music and understanding it. And you wanted to introduce, um, you know, I guess the, uh, inner speaker, mm -hmm. um, what would you tell this person? What would you try to, um, what would you explain to them in order to kind of convince them that this is a, a valuable listen and that they would enjoy, or that there's something more than just a few songs put together. It's something that they would enjoy. I guess I would tell them I would obviously mention, like, don't just take this as another, like, psychedelic uh, album. Mm -hmm. Don't take this as just, like, a kind of a, a rip-off or just something that kind of sounds the same. Sounds as, like something else. Sounds like something yeah. else. I you know, like, for me, I could think of, like, you know, the Beatles with, like, Magical Mystery Tour. That definitely has, like, the psychedelic feel and stuff. 
mm-hmm. and I can't remember any other bands and such. But it's like, don't take it as just another one of those like uh, those psychedelic groups where like it sounds the same as them. Kind of just think it as like a new. Obviously, just take it as something new. Um, and I guess just kind of, you know, just don't like get too in depth. Like, oh, like what the lyrics mean and all that stuff. I guess mm-hmm. so, like for a first time, just kind of like listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Don't take it. Well, listen, like, listen carefully to how everything is put together. Yeah. Not just one part. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously take a listen to it because I mean, uh, I know people I've, if uh, whenever I have mentioned Tame Impala, whether class or people and stuff, everyone you always mentions like the more mainstream. Yeah. All yeah. The most recent. What's music. the most famous? What's yep. What what's the most know? famous? What's the one that makes the most sales and so on? Mm-hmm. I'd say take a listen to this because uh, there was definitely a good amount of work put into it. It's definitely underrated. It's a bit definitely different from what he's released now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt that. This I felt that with actually like every album. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything is different. Well, maybe yeah, maybe different, but um, in terms of uh, I guess the project as uh being fully fleshed out and being yes. something that's uh one hundred percent um, I guess like layered and yes. you know fully finished, right? You know, something like that. I'd say definitely take a listen to this because. Yeah, it it just yeah you know it's it was his very first album. It's so inter- it's also interesting to see where they started. So yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening, and we'll be right back um, with our next segment. So thank you, uh, Dante. Did you know um, there's a deluxe everyone well thanks for tuning in um we're back with our uh, next segment of the podcast um so dante uh just to start Hello. off hey how you doing <laughs> how you doing oh i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty good how are you good yeah um all right so you know music composition at valparaiso university but you weren't always studying music composition. That is right. So when I entered Valparaiso University, I was originally a music education major. Mm-hmm. I was, I was all right. I was, you know, I was okay with uh, studying like education, maybe the idea of being a teacher. But I guess as like the year, the first two years went by, I just kind of noticed, I kind of took it as like, I don't know, more of an, I kind of took it more negatively. And then especially my second year, I kind of uh, thought that, you know, you reach a certain threshold and you're just like, I do not want to educate. Yeah, it was just the idea of like, okay, after I'm finished with school, if I do get a job, I mean, I'm just going to be, a, I'm going to be a teacher. It's going to be music, which obviously that's not nice. important to you. Yeah, That's important for like just my future and what I'm going to school, uh, school for. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea of like, I'm a teacher. I'm at school again. <laughs> I'm teaching kids. <laughs> I, that didn't really like. It didn't it's nice. can now in a way that would I would in a way where I would appreciate it, mm-hmm. and I kind of found like music writing and idea of a, uh, composing and making music for like uh, bands, ensembles, or even like just smaller projects. groups like quartets and stuff. Yeah. I like the idea of just like creating music, mm-hmm. creating something that I like that I made myself. I just found that to be. Uh, more of a path that I would want to take than yeah. being a teacher. So does this mean 
you um in the time that you were studying music education you never at all considered composition or did it like run through your mind like here and there i guess the first the first year it never really occurred to me i was just the first year was just you know i'm at uh college you just need now. to get like, a start right so, it, yeah, yeah definitely you know what you really want exactly same yes, story it's like i needed you know this is my first year i'm in school now mm-hmm. let's get through some classes <laughs> time to learn some stuff it's like i'm in the starting point of like where i will be in my future and then it was like around it was around the second year and i just i don't know i just felt kind of burned out about learning like education how to be a teacher mm-hmm. and having all of these requirements and expectations especially since uh music education is like it's like how many more credits than uh what i have right now a lot more like yeah significantly? Mu- music ed i think is like i don't know what exact like ranking it is um comparing all of the majors at um, uh, vu I but mean, it's like in the top five for like how many credits you need like of all yes the, oh, okay because my degree is uh 45 degree credit uh, course uh, 45 credit <laughs> degree uh okay. that's mine <laughs> like i think music ed was like total for all four years was like 140 or something so like you need ed classes you need performance classes okay total lessons you need there's so much Uh, (laughs) yeah um well i mean any highlights when it comes to what you've studied with composition anything that's kind of helped you realize that you're you all right with where you are? What like what kind of path you're setting for yourself? Like where I am now, like as being a composition. Person. Yeah, was like has there been any certain moment within your experience uh, learning music composition uh, that made you realize like this is what I want to do? I guess it was definitely when I had finished my first composition. Uh, at the time, my teacher yeah. was a uh, uh, Dr. Sky McClay. Mm-hmm. She was definitely a very good uh, introductory uh, teacher to mm-hmm. help me like get started on composition oh, yeah. because I've told every um, teacher and people that I talk about with like me being a, a music composition minor, I mean, <laughs> major, major. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've told everybody that like before uh, going uh, before entering VU and before uh, like the second year, all that time before I never did. Com- I never composed. Mm. I was always just like, Oh, I did band. I played music. I'd play instruments, but I never, ever thought about like writing my own music before mm. so i'd say definitely writing my very writing and completing my very first composition was a highlight especially going on and doing more from uh, where i started mm. all right um with that being said with what you've learned you've obviously you know got has some goals and dreams related to music i suppose mm-hmm. yes. um any short-term long-term goals like what's on your mind what do you want to do after college where, where do you want music to take you? I guess, uh, let's see, for music to take me out uh, after college, I guess short term, it would be nice to maybe maybe, maybe be like a freelance composer in a way. Maybe help uh, people if they need music written, something mm-hmm. composed, something scored. I guess that would be like short term. But it is definitely difficult because uh, in this area, I'm not too aware. I'm not sure of like if there's anything... Uh, with that kind of job in our area mm. so I guess there is there was the idea of like you know maybe if I just branch out and maybe like travel and maybe mm-hmm. find some place in the future then maybe I can find more outlets for some music related jobs mm. short term and then long term I guess I would really like to 
compose and help out with music for like video games, movies, mm -hmm. all those kind of outlets, uh, all kinds of media and yeah, such. Yeah. That's true. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, going back to Inner Speaker, um, mm -hmm. how does that play into um, your ability to be inspired and put that inspiration into uh, practice? So I guess Inner Speaker, and I have to say like Kevin Parker uh, in general. Yeah. All I guess what he, he inspired me. Uh, what he inspired me with is the idea that like even with just one person they can even want just one person themselves they can make like an orchestra they can make yeah like a group an entire masterpiece of music mm -hmm. with just just being one person and doing it yes, all yourself yeah. you can have the potential to do that or yeah you yeah even while it's just you like you have the ability to make something like grand something that is like just your best work mm -hmm. and you know the idea that you can yeah make all this where by yourself within your own mind mm -hmm. which is a part of um what was unique about the title of uh inner speaker and what it meant yes yeah, you so mentioned it pre uh prior to the recording like, and i can thought bring, we that, bring that up i could bring that yeah no i was gonna bring it up uh let's see because i feel like you said you mentioned that this also kind of applies to you and that you uh yeah, here it is. Helps yeah. inspire you. This definitely, yeah, this inspired me. Especially uh, inspired me uh, to pick this album to talk about. But then, yeah, this uh, definitely applies to me with just my uh, my goals and aspirations with music. Mm -hmm. So it says that the title Inner Speaker was selected by Parker himself. He came up with this term to try to explain the feeling you get when you're at your most inspired. Mm -hmm. The idea that a song just appears to you vividly. And if someone plugged the stereo into your brain, where they'd be able to hear it. I feel like that definitely relates to me in a way because that was me with my very first composition. Mm -hmm. I like at first um, when I was getting introduced to all these things like music composition wise uh, based mm -hmm. and such. Um, at first, I didn't really have any ideas. It wasn't until like I just uh, noticed and I thought like, you know, let's just let's try making something like mm -hmm. let's not just think about like oh what if this is wrong and so on like i just went and just started like writing yeah. and then uh, and then i had a moment like this where that he talked about where, like i had a moment where like an idea like a melody or theme just uh it came to me and with that as i was writing i'd always think of that melody that i'd want to have played as like the main idea in my whole composition mm -hmm. I'd have that thought in my head as I'd write and I'd think about things like how could I uh, how could I branch out how can I expand this piece even more yeah while keeping the main idea in check because mm -hmm. I know I've always been learning that in my lessons and such like mm -hmm. you have an idea don't just like abandon it in like later later don't in abandon the, it completely yeah don't okay. abandon it like later in the piece like try to think of ways where you can bring like a uh, versatility and just contrast in your piece, mm -hmm. but always keep your main idea in mind mm -hmm. as you're writing. Well, obviously it's most important. So yeah, yes, totally. But, um, yeah. So I imagine you kind of, you experienced that idea of how, of having, a, you know, experiencing the inner speaker, uh, effect <laughs> when yeah. you create and, you mm -hmm. know, continue to think about what you'd like to do. Yeah. It's like when writing, it's like, I, was I, I was able to have like an idea in my mind build around that and then i know on he uh with inner speaker he mentioned about how 
he kind of felt like inspired and felt like it was really nice to just at first make everything produce right and do everything with this music himself instead of having the people that you know have been able to help him like performing mm-hmm. live yeah and if he needed some people to help with like recordings and such he finds it better to just like just be in his own uh space like, in his own space and just write it and do everything and have the idea played out himself and playing everything uh, by without himself. any influence, yes, yeah. without any collaboration and stuff. Because I mean, you know, with collaboration and such, and having those people to help you with ideas or things like critiquing the music uh, or yeah. helping practice and get the music recorded, mm-hmm. that is really nice. But sometimes it definitely does help when it's like it's just you and it's just your mind, and it's like how can you, how can you, how can write? you translate it into an actual work? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Also, I think. It'd be more nat- natural mm-hmm, if you just definitely. let yourself do the work, and I mean, if you let it come out uh, naturally and you put it um, into practice at a um, decent pace, I guess. Yes. But yeah, no, I totally, yeah, I totally see that. That's and yeah, and that's why. Like, definitely, uh, when I was researching and looking up Inner Speaker, that's why I picked this album, and uh, that's what I've really appreciated and enjoyed about uh, looking up the idea of how Inner Speaker like started how he mm-hmm. like really set up a, a blueprint for making this into an entire album. Mm-hmm. I think the inner speaker is such a cool name and I never even thought to look into like what that meant. And I didn't even, I had no idea that inner speaker was so like multi-layered like that. And this idea of, um, you know, projecting what you have in your mind and putting out on paper and right. making something that's true to you. So I, I kind of, I, um, experienced that within my own studies and what I've, Mm-hmm. aspire to do so i think it's it's just it's interesting that that that's even was even part of the uh the concept of the album so that i think that's pretty yeah. cool and that's and yeah i mentioned like way earlier that's why that's why it is uh and it can be enjo- uh, enjoyable and mm. it can be um a next like it can really be something different when you just listen to music and you're like okay this sounds nice but then if you really like kind of dig deep and kind of see what these albums and this music is about mm-hmm. why name like why name uh songs are giving names and specific titles if you really think about all these things then you get like a bigger picture mm-hmm. which is the, like what i really appreciated especially looking more into this album yeah totally um and i guess uh what i'd like to know then is do you listen to music as you um you know create stuff like how, how's the how's that process go so i've been told uh it's like i've been taught this like since i started composing in general yeah but it's like you always want to uh yeah, it's like whether you're composing or days that you're not it's like you want to listen to you just want to listen to music you mm-hmm. want to listen to all kinds of music oh yeah, yeah. you want to get different outlets and different genres and music from different like cultures and uh, areas where people have different values, beliefs, and mm-hmm. do these kinds of things. Uh, you want to like, you want to branch out definitely because of yeah. uh, doing that, it helps you to kind of think, kind of helps you to think differently about think outside the box. Yeah, especially writing music, it yeah. helps you to get you. Uh, it helps to get you out of your uh, comfort zone, definitely. True, because totally. I know I think I was definitely like that after I finished my first piece and thinking like, okay, what what else could I write? Yeah, I definitely thought about like just kind of branching out and making something new, something that you wouldn't just make again and again. Um, there is definitely that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, um, yeah, definitely listen to music. Um, I know another thing is to look up like music books and authors and composers who have written things about how to compose and how to kind of enter into these new, uh, these moments where you maybe might be writing something new. Mm -hmm. totally. uh, because I know my composite, uh, composition teacher this year, he, uh, he kind of emailed me a book that I've been reading and it's like about how to tackle different parts of like composition, things like counterpoint and like melody tone and so on mm -hmm. and how you can make it different every time you are writing something yeah totally mm -hmm. um i think that's also important to me to just even if i'm not working explicitly on my own thing it's always always nice to just you know research and find things definitely. find out, uh, out, out outlooks uh, um outlets yeah um, yeah definitely yeah getting people like looking up people who have been doing this mm -hmm. popular or maybe even people that like don't have that much recognition as like other artists and such mm -hmm. it's like if you really if you kind of like study and like look more into like other kinds of paintings or music or anything else creative works yeah yeah see like what other people have done so you can get an idea of like how you yourself can also like make something of your own but mm -hmm. also bring something different to bring the something, table. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um i don't think i asked you this yet but um you know like hobbies and all um i guess music-based hobbies uh what do you consider yourself um to be more interested in outside of work and school and all like what do you like to do um you know like even music-based yeah music or not music-based um so usually i find myself um when i have the time i usually find myself uh listening to some music I'll uh, plug in my headphones and I'll listen to music, but sometimes I will do that and then I will find myself just playing along on mm -hmm. my drums. Because okay. my drums are definitely like my go-to when it comes to music. Mm. Because, I mean, I've been playing them since uh, I was in like yeah, middle, 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 yeah, middle school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely that's like something that I find myself doing. Um, obviously, when I have the time, I can compose. But then I'm also thinking of like ways that I can maybe make more music or I just have ideas in my head, like, what do I want to do after this? Or, mm -hmm. like, how do I want to continue from here? Yeah. You play along to music? Do you ever consider making covers? Or is that just, like, something uh, I just li that you think of? Or uh, Something that I thought of is um, maybe, like, how can I, like, work with other people and maybe do something that's uh make music where it's not just by me but like i can maybe work and uh collaborate with other people mm -hmm. to make music like together and see how ideas can be uh formed and like presented to people whoever yeah whoever i would release the music mm -hmm. if i ever do like release music in a way that's different from what i do in school and such mm -hmm. um I guess, uh, do you have any certain genre you like, I guess, or have in mind when it comes to like creating your own music? Because most of the stuff you've made in university has been more like classical or... So most of the stuff I've done in university has kind of been more like, I guess you could say classical based. A little bit. It's yeah. not like, you know, the usual stuff like Mozart and Beethoven. Oh, yeah. Not I'm like those familiar. iconic composers like Mozart, Haydn, Beethoven and such. Right. But it's like, it's been more of like instruments and music that you would hear at universities and like the perform huh. uh you would hear oh. in the performances and concerts and yeah, stuff because yeah. i mean yeah, you've been to a few performances i've seen them yeah uh, over yeah it's like um besides that stuff it's like i've been doing that in school i guess once i like really try to like do my own music or try to compose some more 
Um, I definitely want. I've definitely been looking towards like maybe jazz music, mm-hmm. uh, some funk music in a way. Oh yeah, funk yeah. And I definitely would like to do music. Uh, I definitely like to make music in a way that like could appeal for like maybe movies and oh yeah, true. Those kinds of outlets too. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, just, I wasn't too sure. I guess yeah. since I haven't seen all of what you've made, but right. you know, good to have that uh, understanding. Yeah. Also, probably. Like, you know, music that I could make with what I uh, have at the moment. So, like, I play drums, obviously, but uh, I know thanks to Valpers University, I've been getting better at uh, piano, especially Mm. because before Valpers University, I never played piano. I never, like, touched it at all. Mm. And then uh, on my spare time, Mm. I would play ukulele. Oh, yeah. Ukulele, yep. Mm -hmm. Neat. Um, Well, I guess, you know, thinking about what you've... um, taken from like uh inner speaker and what it is you like to do um in your uh personal life and all uh you know what's like what's the most important thing for you when it comes to music being yourself um setting a path for yourself and all that good stuff uh i definitely found music to be like uh therapeutic i know some people have said that with like you know things like you know mental illness and uh those things that people might be experiencing Look, um, it's not like that for me, uh, fortunately, but I do find music to be therapeutic because like yeah. there's all these things, you know, maybe like stress and such from school and just things that like I have to do or things that just kind of will frustrate me. Things, you know, that mm-hmm. I might not really look to, but the, if there's always something that I look to that I will always appreciate, it's definitely music, mm-hmm. whether listening to it or playing along, playing, uh, doing like drum uh, covers of like music that i'm listening to mm-hmm. or just future things like you know wanting to make more music and wanting to kind of go out and make music with other people probably mm-hmm. either way like music is definitely like always an outlet for me like no matter what that's great um uh what's final remark on uh inner speaker and maybe even like a message to uh kevin parker himself anything you'd want to say to him should he ever hear this um, so yeah, I mentioned earlier, like, yeah, definitely. I, it would be great if like everyone, if I don't know everyone, but you know, people if, like, who would be interested in people music. like, yeah, people that I like talk to about just, yeah. People that listen to music close to this or have just always or open, mm-hmm, I guess to have heard about them or yeah, just open to new music in general. I mean, definitely listen to inner speaker. It's a mm-hmm. great beginning to what Tame Impala or Kevin Parker has started. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say to definitely listen to that. Um, yeah, don't take it as just like another kind of psychedelic, as like just just any more, just some more uh, psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. Take it as something different. He does bring his own work into it. Um, there's definitely like some influences stuff as you listen to the music, but it is Kevin Parker's work, mm-hmm. and uh, he did. I know he probably did spend like a lot of time, especially since it's just him. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, just him and himself. In the creative process. Who, yeah. yeah, in the creative process and just with everything that is uh, w- that is come from Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for Kevin Parker, I mean, I really appreciated your music. Uh, I was one of those people where I only, I heard about him, especially because of like his mainstream music. But mm-hmm. I do appreciate all of the music. And how he has definitely brought variety in the psychedelic uh, realm of music. 
Um, I don't think I really have any more. Uh, what would you uh, say to him in person if you met him? Well, I mean, I would like to. I would like to meet him in person. <laughs> um, I mean, I might ask him probably like the same kind of questions uh, that we've uh, that you've been asking me probably. Because yeah, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be such a big fan. I'd sign like, my CD, please. But I would be that kind of a uh, person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like those fans if yeah. I actually got Can't to see it. him in person. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um. Well, um, I guess uh, I think I've asked this already, but, you know, what's the first thing you say to someone? Say you're trying to convince someone uh, to listen to inner speaker. Like, what's the first thing you'd say? First thing I'd like, say. You got to convince them right off the right off the bat. Oh, man, like that. Um, hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Be something like <laughs> silly, like, yo, do you like rock? <laughs> or do you like psychedelic rock? It's like, do you, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's that's hard to say. Right? It's I'd go off questions like that, and it's like, okay, you want to hear someone that uh, you want to hear some of this kind of music from someone you've never heard of before. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really a good uh like uh person yeah. in that way to like not convince p- someone. Yeah. Oh well. Um, I guess any last remarks? Um, hmm. Like what kind of remarks? Anything you want to say? Just to, to anyone um, listening or. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Well, you know, one thing's sure. Uh, I do appreciate being on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, keep listening to music. It it's therapeutic, and oh, there's always it's always worthwhile. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, um, one thing I thought about actually is like I don't know. I do really like the idea that uh, music is like a universal language mm-hmm. because like no matter what music uh, is within all of us, whether what we listen to. If we play in bands or if we perform in right. ensembles and such, I really like that idea that like music is definitely like a universal language, and I mean yeah, I everyone's just listening to music no matter what. It's like it's helps with if you're stressed. It just helps if you're trying to uh, create music. Mm-hmm. If you just like playing music, it's like it's all over the world. It's like everyone probably listens to it. It's just a go-to. So. Yeah. Just keep listening. <laughs> Just keep listening, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, music continues to influence the way we think, act, and move forward with each and every individual. There continues to exist music that inspires them in significant ways. Uh, today, I've had the pleasure of speaking with my twin brother, Dante Canchola, on Inner Speaker from Tame Impala and its impact on him. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. You are hearing the sounds that stir. Dante, did you, um, oh, uh, I was at Poppy's and we were listening to, you know who, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is? I haven't heard of them before. What kind of music do they do? It's like, it's like, I-